Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr and I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hey friends and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. Nathan and I are here with you today and super excited to chat planning. Absolutely. We, um, something we've been talking about a lot with our Studio Go Club members and Tribe members is making sure that we're setting ourselves up in term for um, doing a lot of planning, obviously not only for concert, we know that for pretty much everybody listening, um, lots of things on concert, but making sure that we're also looking a bit forward as well. Yeah, most definitely. So for most of you, you're probably listening to this. It's probably week one or week two back in term four. You in term term four, and term four as a studio owner is our busiest. It's our craziest. It's our funnest as well, oh, right? It's the one that we, it brings us usually the most amount of joy. Sometimes the most amount of stress, depending on your personality. Um, but yeah, it's a big term for all dance studio owners. And, you know, I know that sometimes we've got so much going on and super exciting, right? But the first big thing that we always recommend that you would do, you know, this time of the year, we've been um, talking to our uh, Studio Growth Club members about this, is taking some time to plan out your term. I think that's really, really important, right? Like one thing like the Beck always says is that it's just so easy as a studio owner to start running, Mm. Um, especially like Amanda said, in this term when you're finalizing your costumes, you're doing 14 million things, and it's just so easy to jump in and start running and sometimes get distracted by tasks that aren't needle moving tasks in your business, Mm. tasks that aren't going to contribute to an incredible concert for your students and families, Um, things that aren't maybe not sometimes be good business decisions um, for your studio and things like that. So it's really, really important to make sure that you've got a bit of a plan on the term, um, what the the main things you are, the main things you need to do um, to start achieving the goals that, that you really want for this term. Absolutely. And so, you know, one big thing that I like, you know, most dance teachers, most studio owners, we're visual people, right? We're creatives. So, you know, I'm all about a big whiteboard. I think sometimes a big whiteboard or a big calendar or, you know, a a pretty diary, whatever that is for you can be such a great thing. Like I am, you know, as you know, I love a good tech tool as do you, Nathan. Really? (laughs) And, you know, I use monday.com, which I love as well. And you might use Asana or, you know, another task management system. But I just really love getting out the pretty colored pens, getting out a big whiteboard and making a list of all the things that you've got to do and perhaps dates that you have to do it by. So, for example, you know, this term, you might be obviously planning concert. That's going to have a huge big column. And I'd be putting in there all the things that you've got to get out, this information by this, ticket sale information by this date, you know, all the things you've got to do, you know, perhaps costumes, because I feel like that's a whole nother thing in itself, right? Yep. (laughs) Costumes are a huge thing. So all the things you've got to do in costumes and dates, you've got to have it done by. And then also the other things you've got to do, re-enrollment for next year. Um, You know, if you've got any other sort of, if you've got ballet exams or anything else coming up like that, you know, really just start by like visually planning it all out. And sometimes spending that hour brain dumping makes a huge difference to our planning, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like Amanda touched on a couple of other things there as well. Um, We know that so many studio owners do get caught up um, and completely 
tunnel visioned a little bit on concert. And like we said, like it should, it's the showcase of our year. It's super, super important, but there's also other things going on in our studio that are super, super important as well that we need to make sure we're allocating the time and the focus hours to as well. Absolutely. And I think that's so important, right? So take the time to go out and do the planning first and jump through the planning. Um, and then let's like really talk about the other things you should be doing, like Nath was saying. Um, and, you know, to me, concert is such an important part of our, um, our studio's journey. Yes. Um, it, it's the showcase of our year. Um, it is so important to us as creatives. Um, you know, it's a highlight for most of our students. It's all of those things, 100%, and it's super important. So we, you know, totally believe you need to be putting a lot into it. However, a big however is what's the point of having an incredible concert if you haven't got your students re-enrolled for next year and perhaps you don't have any students for next year? Yep, absolutely. And that's one of our, our big focuses um, with our members recently is getting those 2024 things set up nice and early, looking forward, planning things out for this term um, so that number one, we can focus on concert things that we need to do, but also having those other things really well planned out so that in the middle of concert craziness, we've got all these other systems and procedures in place ready to go and the things we need to to focus on 2024 as well. Because like Amanda said, it's one all well and good to have a fantastic concert, um, which we know um, all of you do so well, but we also need to think about next year and that money coming in because we want you, number one, to have a successful and profitable concert. And that's a completely different discussion that we've had lots of times. Um, but then making sure that we have our, our revenues locked in for 2024. Absolutely. So if you haven't already, have you started planning out your timetable for next year? And if you haven't, you know, now is the time to do it. Start by having those conversations with your staff. Um, so that you know, you know, what teachers you've got lined up, but also start by, you know, creating a timetable and working on your timetable. And we are very big on making sure that your timetable is perfect for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. Not and for your staff, right? <laughs> absolutely. And like Manda said, um, we know from all the dance studio owners we talk to that one of the most important things you need to do is start having chats to start. Even though we don't create our timetable around staff, super important to be chatting to our staff um, and seeing where they're at for next year. I think too often we see people hold off on that conversation, um, sometimes out of a little bit of fear that they might not be coming back. What if they say they're not coming back? I can't handle it this term with concert and everything going on and all those sorts of things. Um, but at the end of the day, they are super important conversations to start with as well, just so you can sort of be, be thinking about that um, as well. Sometimes we might need to hire, hire and bring on some new staff for next year, um, but having those conversations um, with your current team and their plans for next year um, is a really, really important one as well. Absolutely. Once you've kind of had those conversations, let's start talking about your clients and the perfect timetable for them. The perfect timetable that works for them, not so much your staff, because making a timetable around your staff will sometimes lead to being burnt. And there's no point having this timetable that is perfect so that you can have this awesome hip hop teacher that is only available Thursdays, for example, if no one comes or enrolls in those classes because it's an extra day of the week and it's their third, you know, the student's third day and they really only wanted to dance on two days. But then they've got big blocks of classes on the other one, so they're all going to drop hip hop. You know, you really need to make sure that that timetable is perfect for your clients as well. And that's a really big point that I feel like sometimes studio owners miss 
is that, you know, parents are busy. They can't always just, you know, drop everything just to come to the studio because that teacher's available on that day. For sure, we do have some students that will. Yeah. We always have those high level ones that, you know, dance is life for them and they will do that. But we need to make sure we're growing our studios and building our businesses and making sure that, you know, the timetable works for them as well so that we can enroll the most amount of students in those classes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes um, we forget as studio owners um, that even our high level students that are super committed, if they're, if it's just one of their children that's at dancing and their other daughter or son is a high level hockey player, for example, their sec like their other part of their life that we don't really have anything to do with is super jam packed with just as much hockey stuff as it is with dance stuff for their other child. Mm. They're, they're balancing a logistical nightmare. And so if we can make things easier for you know every parent thinking about it from that standpoint, that dance isn't life for everybody, that there's so many other variables going on in every single household, every single afternoon. If you can do things that make the timetable as easy as possible for your parents, um, then you're going to see the, the reason we're so passionate about it is because we know that that's the biggest variable to you increase, increasing what we call your class average. And your class average is just how much, um, how many classes each student on average takes. Mm. So, um, you know, if you've got little Susie that does three classes a week and little Janie that does two classes a week, then you've got two students doing five classes. Sorry about getting into some maths, guys. I just love numbers. <laughs> but that means that your class average is five classes divided by your two students, two and a half classes per student. Yeah. We know that the biggest driver of making your studio more revenue and hence more profitable is driving that classes per student up. And the biggest lever we can pull to affect that and to increase it is to design your timetable so that it's easier for parents to put their children in multiple classes a week. Absolutely. So really starting to, you know, uh, think about that and starting to, you know, plan out that timetable is really, really important. And also planning out uh, the re-enrollment strategy. What is your strategy for re-enrollment? You know, um, are you going to try and get them all locked in by the end of the year? Are you doing it online? Are you doing it on per um, in person? Are you doing it at the concert? You know, are you waiting till next year? You know, we're really big believers in trying to get all of our students uh, locked in as early as possible. Yep. Uh, for the new year. We personally, you know, at our studio, used to try and do it uh, before the end of November um, and make sure that we got most of our students re-enrolled. Our goal for our Studio Growth Club members this year is to have 80% um, of our students re-enrolled by the time we break for Christmas uh, for all of those studios. And, you know, that's a really big thing and it takes time. It's not something you're going to be able to do straight away for sure but it requires some focus. So as you're thinking about what's going on in this term, really make sure that you're thinking and focusing on the re-enrollment just as much as you are the concert, the ballet exams, all the other things as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with, especially um, with your concerts, we know that so many of you do such incredible things with your concerts. Um, and maybe I'm gonna say something that's a little bit controversial, but I think that sometimes um, studio owners get a little bit carried away with um, doing too many extra things that don't really increase the quality of their concert or increase the, um, the enjoyment of their concert for their students and parents. Um, and that takes their focus away from those important things that they're talking about, being able to um, get students enrolled for next year and all those sorts of things. Um, I think it's one of those things, trusting yourself trusting the fact that so many of you listening will have 
done concerts a million times before and run really, really good concerts. Um, and that sometimes we, like I said, dig a little bit too far down in the weeds and, and get a little bit caught up um, in trying to make it perfect. And I'm doing air quotes here in when you're already putting on events that are absolutely fantastic. And you might be spending hours and hours and hours of time um, focused on little bits of your concert that are moving it from a 9.7 out of 10 to a 9.8 out of 10. And sometimes those hours aren't really, really worth it in the end. Yeah, and I think it depends on, you know, the type of studio you own and where you're at and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we all want our concert to be as amazing as possible for Absolutely. sure. So yeah, a hundred percent, but making sure you're also, you know, dedicating the time that needs to be done to re-enrollment, to all the other things going on in your studio is so, so important. So if you're looking at term four at the moment and going, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much to do. It's crazy term. It's all of this. We'd really, really um, suggest that you take the time out, give yourself an hour, two hours, whatever it needs to be, and spend some time planning the term. Um, you know, rather than just jump in there and just start running, like we said, you know, um, because otherwise you just start doing the task. You open the emails, you call that parent, you start picking that costume, choreographing that um, piece of uh, to that piece of music, whatever that is, but taking some time to plan it, to give yourself some dates and some deadlines, gosh, it'll make your term so much easier. Yep, without a doubt. So, so many. Um, and what we've talked about with a few of our um, people the last week or two as well is making sure that you're doing focused work, especially around this time of year as well. Um, like we've talked about, there's so many distractions, um, especially in term four. Absolutely. Um, making sure that you're doing really good quality focused work um, and that you're able to do so without distractions can really, really increase your output of great work. Mm, I love that. Hopefully your term floor planning is going so, so well for you. We're so excited for everything that's coming up this term. Um, we are going to dive a little bit more into concerts and re-enrollments and stuff coming up on the podcast um, and also on our Instagram. So make sure you jump over and follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. Um, we'd love to see you over there. Have an awesome day, guys. Thanks, everyone. See you.